Welcome to episode 215 of Saturday Football Uncensored, brought to you by Saturday Down South in Texas Pete. On today's episode, we recap a wild rivalry week, talk some hirings and firings, and play you our listener voicemails from the weekend. You can find this show on our website, SaturdayDownSouth.com and Apple and Spotify. Don't forget to join us for the live recording of the show, just like many of you are doing right now, every Sunday at 8 Eastern Time on the Saturday Down South YouTube page. Go share the pod with your friends, everybody. Really appreciate it. Now, here's the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Saturday Football Uncensored, brought to you by Saturday Down South in Texas. Pete, I'm your host, Tyler Huck, and with me, another winner on the weekend, Mr. Chris Marler. Chris. Oh, no, Kelly. I don't need a new jacket. Okay. First off, this is my new pod shirt, and I'm going to wear it every week until Bama stops, stops winning. Um, yeah. Bumsies and all. Put them in. Put those. Put those. Yep. Put those thumbs in. Yeah. It's time to get popping tonight, Chris. Look, see how many thumbs I have in here, Tyler? It's the same amount of people that Hugh Freeze and Auburn decided to rush the quarterback with on the final play of the game. Just two. Just two. We're going to get to that. That was one of the more incredible decisions on the weekend. He spied a quarterback on fourth and 31. It's fourth and goal from 31. So really all you want him to do is run. Just unreal. The Um, best part of the video is watching number nine for Auburn. Just just, what are you going to do there? (laughs) All right. I'm so happy. Before we get into the games of the weekend, uh, a lot of coaching going yeah. on. Firings, hirings. I said we start with the biggest one. March Today, No, Tom Allen from Indiana fired. Dude, that's actually kind of a big deal because they, they they have to pay him $20 million. Hey, they're in the Big Ten. They can afford it, I guess. No. Even they have been very there. open and very vocal about the fact they cannot afford to pay him $20 million, and they did it anyway. Pepper says hello. Half kidding about the Tom Allen being the biggest yeah. news, obviously, but he was fired today. So mm-hmm. shout out my buddy uh, Matt, who I think teaches at Indiana, and he asked me to speak on it on the pod for ten to twenty minutes, and I, I told him, uh, "Fuck off." Yeah, absolutely not. Uh, no, but seriously, so Mark Stoops hired at Texas A and M, right? Great hire, kind of. Oh wait, <laughs> he got Shiana'd. He did. That's exactly what happened. And, like, I'm pretty sure Billy Lucci from Texags, who we is a friend of the pod, been on multiple times. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure he's been saying that, like, what happened there was they agreed to hire Stoops in principle, and he agreed. Yeah. Take the job. Mm-hmm. And then it had to be brought to the board yeah. and the boosters, and they, half of them freaked out and were like, no way. Yeah. So they hired Fatter. Mark Stoops. Yeah. Just like it's a actually better. I, I like Oko. He was kind of the guy that we talked about as the most realistic and probably yeah. best candidate they could hire. For sure. Um, I, I like Oko a lot. I think he's a good coach. Uh, he's familiar with the program. He'll be able to recruit there, all those things. I what, The one thing that keep, I keep coming back to, though, is this. Like, people talk about how, like, in this age of football, this is, this is just where we're at now. And it has, like, partial to do with, like, society, partial to do with football. But it's, like, very much of, like, 
you better win. You better win now. What have you done for me lately? All that shit wrapped into one. I think Pepper's gaining weight. Um, and be like, you know, like you have from a coaching standpoint, you want people to be the next Nick Saban. You want someone to be the next like Kirby Smart. So, so many players or so many coaches were hired from the Saban tree that shouldn't have been coaches. Like Jeremy Pruitt should yeah. have never been a head coach. Like, yeah, who could have seen that one coming? Yeah. And so, like I, I get what they're I get where they're coming from in terms of taking Elko, but like I wonder if they're gonna give him the keys to the whole thing. Because like like that's that's where I worry that like the the boosters taking the power back, because they're not gonna pay him what they paid Jimbo for sure. No. Right? He's not gonna get a contract like that at all. But the other part- you paid Jimbo all that money because he won a national championship. Right. He this this Elko, I mean, he's a good coach and I I mean, I thought Michigan State and they hired uh, Jonathan Smith, Morgan State. We'll get to that. Yeah, uh, I thought he would have been a good fit there. A and M, obviously, with the ties, he was the DC under Jimbo. Um, shockingly, it didn't seem like they got along. It doesn't seem like anybody gets along with Jimbo, really. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's a great hire. The Stoops thing is hilarious. He comes out, he's like, "Yeah, I've seen the rumors, uh, but I just can't leave my family here." At Kentucky. After after celebrating a big win, which we called on the podcast, by the way. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Um, He's like, after after talking with my family and celebrating this big win, I just can't do it. And we're like, hmm. Is that what happened? Yeah, because I, I faintly remember you like complaining to the media that you didn't get enough players. We need to buy right. more players. That's what Georgia does. Pretty sure you would have taken the AM job. And you did take the AM job until it fell out from underneath you. Philadelphia one? Oh, boy. Yeah, Eagles just find a way. I don't know I've seen in uh, college football. The GF is a is an Eagles fan too, so oh, she's just she's all bad teams, huh? About to have a tough weekend. Man, you are going crazy on those texts. What you sent? Wow. Okay, back to the show. Um, back to the show. So yeah, Elko, I think is a really good hire. I, you know, I, I what do you think A and M fan reaction will be to the Elko hire? Better than the Stoops hire, I think. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why. Like, because like Stoops yeah. is like, like Stoops is. I think my favorite comment out of all this. I think it was through your Letterman that said, in like a group text, he said like something about. Sto- I think it was Stoops, and he was like, "Mark Stoops will absolutely get you to an eight and four record. It 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 doesn't matter if you're a six and six team or a ten and two team. He is going to get you to an eight and four record." And I guess that's better than seven and five Jimbo. It's pretty spot on. So yeah, um, you know, I, I think it's a, I think it's a good hire with Elko because he's he's shown like a lot of promise early. I mean, did Duke win yesterday? I think they did win, right? Yeah. Uh, yes, they beat Pitt. So they should be eight and four. So he's got a chance. NC State smoking UNC. Who called that one? You uh, did. Uh, that wasn't even close, actually. What was the score? It was. Uh, we'll get to it. Um, a whole bottle of fireball and just so that was the only hire that was made today in the SEC, though, Chris. Oh, yeah, Jeff Levy, Jeff Levy, the Mississippi State, which is kind of funny because didn't Levy work for Kiffin? He did, FAU, yeah, it will end in Ole Miss. He was the OC, oh, right, right. So, yeah, yeah, he brought him from from FAU to Ole Miss. So, little uh, in state rivalry here, uh, between the two, know each other well. That should be interesting. Um, I think that's a pretty good hire for Mississippi State. What do you think? I guess I don't know. I don't, I don't, like, I just I mean, I still I like I don't. Is he ready to be a head coach? I don't. I don't know. Like, don't he's know. that part I don't know. But like, I think getting someone that's got an offense got, that has a track record of being really good. Yeah, 
I mean, that's kind of what you need. I think I think you need something like that at Mississippi I, State. I think I think we're very far removed in this day and age of football, uh, and from fans especially. I think we're so skewed with what football should look like that we are. If you're going to miss, you better be scoring points when you miss. So, like, if you're Mississippi State, go out and get go out and get Jeff Levy, and and like you know, you better have some fun, entertaining offense while you're going seven and five, eight and four, or whatever. And then like, listen, look at LSU. That's kind of yeah. Exciting. I mean, I'm, I wouldn't compare those programs, but like at the same no, time, I, I will also tell you this: Levy bringing him in, and I'll try to be as optimistic as possible about this. You bring Levy in who's now worked under a, a brilliant offensive mind as a head coach, worked under a brilliant defensive mind as a head coach. He has been a coordinator at the Power 5 level at two super, super uh, successful universities while he was there, right? Like like Oklahoma and then also Ole Miss. Um, he was kind of made the scapegoat in this couple of situations, especially at Oklahoma. Um, but he's got experience now under two different programs that are now going to both be in the SEC, Right. And he's also very familiar with the, the other coach across the state. If you're a Mississippi State fan, that you want to beat Ole Miss first and foremost every single year. The other thing is this this is like you're hoping this brings some sort of stability. And it brings the fact that like we're going to at least score some points and have an exciting team to be around. I think that was one of the most frustrating parts of Mississippi State fans this year was it was like we return Will Rogers and say what you want about Will Rogers being great at quarterback or not or whatever. But Will Rogers. And that offense we had with Mike Leach, they were putting up a ton of yards and a ton of numbers and blah, blah, blah. And then this year you had a complete identity change um, and started running the football. And it, at times it was super, super effective and, and, and all that. But like, you know, like, like maybe, maybe now you can go out and get some offensive players because Mississippi, Mississippi is a really, really fertile recruiting ground as a state. But I hope he brings some stability to that program because this is their fifth head coach in eight years. Yeah. Jeez. Well, one of them wasn't their fault. True. Um, but yeah, no, I I think that I think it's going to be well. To your point, we don't know how he be as a head coach, but I think he's a good offensive mind, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Dana Holgerson out at Houston. Uh, we don't have to get into that, but I think that's actually a pretty good job now that it's a Big Twelve team. Yeah. So um, they may get some pretty decent uh, prospects there. Anybody else so far? I mean, obviously Jonathan Smith to Michigan State. That dude jumped the day after that game. Like he he I think he signed that contract before they played that game. Like, I would assume so. And and that like, can we just fucking stop with that? Like I would love to it's never gonna be put into place, but like it really sucks for the fans and for the players to be in a situation where it's like your head coach is one foot out the door and and like you could say he's focused and doesn't give a shit, but I can tell you right now, if you're a head coach and you're you're like trying to leave somewhere, you're not super concerned with like what's going on because it's not gonna like you know be super impactful. You're you're probably just trying to go through the motions because you're 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 mainly focused with probably trying to get caught with what you're what you're doing and, and how people are gonna like perceive it. Like that just sucks. I I hate it. I hate it. Um yeah. by the way, know. thank you for the shout out in the chat there, Michael Kelly. We would yeah. do a terrible job at this, but yes, if you guys are watching this live right now, go like the video. It helps us just get more native uh, listeners that maybe would come in from in YouTube. American. Yeah, right, Native Americans. Right, uh, and Although, then uh, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, so you can get um, the the notifications. Which I'm assuming most of the people that are here probably get the notifications because they pile in right at the beginning. Yeah, love it. Uh, so yeah, do we want to get into the games here? <laughs> well, Jonathan Smith, by the way, I think that's a good hire. Like, 
yeah. I think it's crazy that it's not crazy because they don't have a conference. <laughs> right. So um what is this for now? This hurry up. Hurry up. Okay. Jonathan Smith, good hire, kind of crazy. He played for Oregon State. He's uh, you know, obviously part of the program and he just bailed on him. But I think it has everything to do with them having not not having a conference. Time's up. Oh God, here we go. Luckiest win I've ever seen. I'm just kidding. Let's let's get into it. <laughs> I would like you. Thank you, Krista. We will start with the Iron Bowl. Um, I would like you to start. Okay. Uh, Alabama twenty-seven, Auburn twenty-four. Factual. Mm-hmm. That happened. Um, I thought. I thought Bama was going to lose, uh, not at the fourth and 31, but when they went to punt with about four minutes left, I was like, they just iced this. They just basically maybe get a couple first downs here. This game is in serious doubt, especially if they can put yeah. points on them. And my man slips <laughs> trying to catch the punt. And by one of the dumbest rules ever, I still don't understand it. You can't advance a muffed punt at I, all. I think, I think it's because. I think it's because there's no one behind them. Like that's like the only reason why I, I think they I think the rule must be in place because they think it's like a competitive imbalance or something, or it'd be it'd be unfair because if you do fumble it, maybe you're way more likely to run it back for a touchdown because there's no one behind them. I don't uh, know. I'm just trying to be nice. Yeah, yeah. No, that it doesn't make sense. Um yeah, so anyways. I obviously I think Bama or Auburn probably would have preferred for them to score a touchdown there because at least there would have been some time left on the clock. Because mm-hmm. what ensued after that was a little bit crazy. I'll let you take it from your advantage now, your, your I, perspective. Okay, you come out of the, you start the game and you go right down the field and score. Okay, you go right down the field and score, and then you get a or they they get the ball and they go three and out and they look hopeless. I'm like I hate this haircut. They they look hopeless on offense, right? So I don't, what is this happening here? So um, thanks, Casey. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm excited to go on at the, at the wedding shower. It should be a lot of fun. Um, so Bama scores and then Auburn gets the ball back. They, and then like, I think they went three and out again. Bama gets the ball back and they start driving. They're around midfield and they go for it on fourth and one, which I agree with the call. They run a end around uh, to Kendrick Law and he scores and you go up 14 nothing. Now, what's, what started before that, to, that led to that, was one of the most horrific sequences that a thousand percent leads me to believe, and it happens once every couple of weeks with this Alabama team, that like this is why they're not an elite team, and that's this. You get the ball third and three. It's third and three. You don't get your first because you can't run the ball and push people around like you've, you've done in the past. So now it's fourth and one. You go for it on fourth and one, and you score a touchdown to go up 14-0. But what happens? What happened for the sixth or seventh time this season? You have a touchdown called back, a touchdown called back, not a first down, not a big play, a touchdown called back because of a, a penalty. Okay. So then it's fourth and 11. You got to punt. James Burnup, one of the best punters in the conference, maybe the country all year, been really, really good. 18 yard punt. Those three things happened in a row. Can't happen. Auburn takes the ball, goes right down your throat, five yard or five plays, 58 yards, pretty much all rushing and scores. I was. I was very concerned, like Bama kept answering, and I wasn't concerned about the. I wasn't concerned about the offense for some reason, especially in the first half. It seemed like they could kind of like do what they wanted to do, but 
But let me tell you where this game changed dramatically, in my opinion. When Bama kicked off, okay, and, I, and I'm not getting into a conspiracy theory. I'm just telling you, I want you to think about how this all plays out. By the way, half in the first half. That was my bet. Love it. When Bama kicked off and Auburn decided they were going to pull out the stops and they were going to try to run the ball out of the end zone no matter how deep it was. They did it multiple times. Bama like gets a face mask that's not called. There's mm-hmm. still a flag oh, yeah. on the play, and they act- they actually call a block in the back. The crowd erupts. It erupts. To be fair, the dude's head was like basically almost torn off. I don't know how that call is consistently missed in football. <laughs> like, it is it's it's more like, obvious calls ever. Like people people send still shots of like he's holding him, ref, and then it's like like maybe that's not as obvious because there's like so much going on. There's hand fighting, but then like it's like I didn't see a face mask and someone's head's like contorted backwards like The Exorcist. So that happens, and it changes. I think the way the game is called the rest of the game. I think also, too, it changed when I texted you and I said, Bama gets all the cars. That was true. You did that. <laughs> I texted, I, I texted him, riled him up a little bit about that, and I had a typo. said, Bama gets all the cars and calls. Both. Yeah. <laughs> so, Auburn, I mean, listen, you got to credit Auburn. Like, it was a really good job offensively. Um, they did what they wanted to with Bama, especially in the first half. Running the football, they averaged eight yards a carry in the first half. Jarquez Hunter, I think, was ten carries for eight yards by himself. They had two hundred. Definitely game plan for this for two weeks. Yeah, for sure. Now it's clearly they, obvious. Yeah, they had two hundred and two total yards in the first half. One hundred eighty. One hundred eighty-two of it was on the ground. I mean, both running backs were just getting chunk play after chunk play after chunk play. It was really impressive. And then you go to the second half, and then shit just starts happening. Like, there's like a, I remember I looked up at one point, Bama goes three and out, I want to say in the open drive or like something. And then I remember looking up and there were six and a half minutes left. And I was like, that is not a lot of time. Something goes wrong here. And something went wrong. And Auburn started driving. They started making play after play, started making third down after third down. But here's the thing that also happened. You you just started seeing this, this the, the shit that only happens when when this game is played in Auburn, they threw up a graphic during the game and it said in when in the last eleven years, just prior to last night, the last eleven years, Bama is six and zero with six wins, um, by an average of twenty six point seven points per game in Tuscaloosa versus Auburn. In Auburn, in Jordan Hare, in the five games before last night, Bama was two and three, and the the total margin of victory was was plus three for Auburn. I mean, that's insane, <laughs> just yeah. like insane. So. It's just like I think I fired up a tweet early morning on Saturday about how I don't believe in magic. I don't believe in voodoo. I wish I could take that back because I was way off. Um, I think you may have caused that to happen because you mentioned the voodoo and then the voodoo came out. Dude, I I woke up on Saturday. And I was like, I have zero zero concerns about this game. We're gonna we're gonna run these people out of the building. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, credit Auburn again. The the fans were into it the entire time. I said this. I said no matter what happened against New Mexico State. You knew that as soon as the clock hits zero and it was about to be kickoff and that game was going to start, every single person in that, in that fucking stadium was going to believe they could win that game. And they did. And they showed up. They showed out and all that kind of stuff. You get they to the believe in Auburn order, and they loved it. They believe in Auburn and they loved it. And I was terrified. I thought Bama was going to lose. Um, and then the other stuff starts happening. So Bama gets the ball. They're driving down to score. And, and I think it was 23-21 to 21 at the time. 
or like 2120 or something like that, maybe. And and Bama's driving, driving down the score. They get a huge third down conversion and it gets called back because of an illegal blindside block. And then they're they they don't convert, so then they're like move further back and they miss a field goal. And then you could just start seeing this shit happen. Like when they had to settle for a field goal early in the third quarter, there was a, a ball, there was a play they ran in the front left end zone in front of the student section. And to me, it was clear pass interference. And what I say by that, I mean that the defensive back made contact with the receiver, played through him before the ball was thrown, like before the ball got there, and also impeded his ability to catch the football, checked all the boxes. And he looked up at the ref, and the ref was like, those refs, I think, were so fucking terrified of that stadium and the way they reacted to that first call, there was not going to be another call that was made. And you saw it all night. Now, you take through the rest before I get into the anger and vitriol that's going to come out of this. You're, you're angry? I'm not angry. I'm happy as shit. But I'm, I'm going to also – I don't think we get a lot of Auburn fans, and I, I don't think we're going to get a lot this week, but I'm, I'm about to set the record straight for a lot of these motherfuckers. I'll say that. Like, oh like some of these right now, then? Let's huh? just get to it. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't want to hear anything about the refs. I don't want to hear anything about the refs. The team that benefited most in this game was Auburn in a landslide. By the way, Jermaine Burton, that was a catch. That was a catch. My favorite of the night. My favorite of the night, Tyler. Do you know how many people – you know that a couple years back, they they changed the rule that you could have more than one player moving before the, the ball is snapped? No. You could have two. Hmm. Now, notice I said two, not three. So yeah. if it's on fourth and two and you have three people moving at the same time, especially if one of them's on the line of scrimmage and he comes up off the line, that's called a legal procedure. Why don't you just change the fucking name of it to legal procedure? Because it wasn't called, and it took about two extra minutes off the clock, which in hindsight, thank God it happened. But they missed calls all night. The fucking Jermaine Burton thing, he clearly catches the ball. The, the, the ref closest to it calls it a catch. And the back judge, who's 18 yards behind them, comes running in, and he's going, he's out, he's out. And so then they go to official review. Everyone in the booth thinks it's a catch. Of course it's overruled, blah, blah, blah. All that being said, I just don't want to hear anything about it. You did everything in your power to lose this game if you're Auburn. Everything in your power. And it's hilarious to watch. Like, tremendous job of showing up. Tremendous job by the fans of showing up. Tremendous job being loud. Tremendous job being prepared. Tremendous job of overcoming your own roster and ability, if you're Peyton Thorne especially, because he was dreadful all night. They did a really good job. But the bottom line in this game, I don't think it's something that's, like, super crazy that, like, I mean, like, it's awesome that Bama didn't give up and they kept fighting and they kept fighting and they kept fighting. But if you're Auburn, you piss this game away multiple times. The kid that goes back into the to, to return the punt and fumbles, that's crazy. That's insane that it happened. Do you know that it wasn't the it wasn't the starting punt returner? It was the backup. And Hugh Freeze didn't know that either, Tyler. He didn't know until somebody brought it up to him after the game in the postgame. Caleb Downs? It was a different team. So, so then Bama gets the ball. They get down. Then you talk about like just all the crazy shit that happens. Third and 20, Milrow gets like a 19-yard gain. It's fourth and one. They have a tremendous play call from Tommy Reese. They do, it looks like they do a tush push. They do like an end around, like yeah, all sweep yeah, type yeah. thing. They get the first. Then they have the ball first and or second and goal from like the five-yard line. And you've seen this called this year. You've seen defensive players come up and yeah, like clap, and it's defensive uh delay a game. Yeah. 
you rewatch the video of why Seth McLaughlin decided to snap the ball 18 yards behind Jalen Milrow on second down, that's why. But on fourth and fucking 31, you decided to put two people to rush the quarterback and then spy the quarterback with someone else. And I tell you what, my favorite part of this whole thing was I'm sitting here and I'm. What's the point of the spy? Good question, Tyler. Very. Just do a delayed blitz. Just do something besides doing a little jig there in the middle of the the field. (laughs) I think that it it was it was very. My favorite part of it was. So I'm still I'm still over here. My parents came back early. They had a little bit of a family emergency, so I'm over here watching the game with them. I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm watching. I go into the living room and I tell them, I go, I have to watch this with you guys. I have to watch this game with you guys. I'm sorry. Like, I'm freaking out, blah, blah, blah. My stepdad just hits the recliner button and he just goes, <laughs> just walks out. He's <laughs> like, I can't be around you, which is totally understandable because I was a nightmare. So then, <laughs> so then we get there and, and, and I'm like, we're going to lose this game. We're going to lose this game. So I just go back in the other room fourth and 31 and i see him throw it i'm like that ball's gotta be 10 yards out of bounds and sure enough fucking isaiah bond comes down with this miracle and i i tyler i haven't been i it's just like it was crazy it was insane it was fourth and 31 man it was fourth and 31 and they scored and it was i'm just so happy like that was just incredible that was just like an incredible i mean fourth and 31 dude and and they score and they did it in Jordan Hare and they, and they ripped their hearts out for the second time they went down there, and I tell you what man it was just it was the, the outside of that happening because it was such a huge like like it felt like second twenty six it obviously went for the national title but it's like you know I was doing all the, th- the things that all fans do which is telling myself like we're not gonna we weren't gonna ever win the national title we were never gonna beat Georgia blah blah, blah. it doesn't matter who cares and then he hits it and I was like. We're winning championship. I just started. I just started going, like making these like very guttural, oh, 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 man. oh like freaking we out. In the game, dude. We we thought we talked about it. I know, but I thought that was awesome. Yeah, and, the, and the last thing I'll say from a from a petty standpoint, the the part that I that I should have known was going to happen, I didn't realize it was going to happen on the level that it did. And that's this, like. Auburn fans, I understand what you hang your hat on a lot of times, which is like, hey, we're a great fan base. We show up no matter what. This is, you know, the stuff I saw that was happening afterwards, like, oh, they're going to, this is the worst you freeze team they're going to face. They just took the, like, you know, like mighty Alabama down to the wire and blah, blah, blah. And like, Bama should never been in a situation. We're still going to show up even if we have to go to a Birmingham Bowl and like all this stuff. And that's great. But the fucking audacity from the Auburn media to ask Nick Saban in his press conference. Okay. Yeah. Um, to ask Nick Saban in his press conference if he felt that he was lucky and fortunate to win that game on the like in general to ask that question was fucking bullshit. And then to sit there and say that when your entire fan base and stadium is celebrating the 10th anniversary of the kick six, like you don't celebrate it every other fucking week of the year anyway, as an Auburn fan. And Saban looked at the guy and said, you know, you guys are big fans. You guys love to celebrate the kick six here. Do you remember that in that game in the second half, we were up by seven and we had the ball inside the 25 yard line five different times and never scored. Missed a field goal, got down to the seven, had a penalty called on us. Is you saying this? No, this is exactly what he said. This is exactly what he said. And he said, if you're in this business long enough, sometimes you catch the breaks. 
And I'm 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 fine enough to admit that tonight we got very fortunate. But it was like fuck off, get fuck off, like get the get you fucking mm-hmm. lost, and you lost because of coaching. And and yeah. also you hired this dude strictly because he was able to beat Saban twice almost a decade ago. Karma's a bitch. Mm. Love it for you though. Love it for me. I'm now glad that it didn't work out that you and the lady uh, didn't watch the game together. Yeah, that was tough because the, the family emergency, like I said, but it was definitely for the best. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I'll turn the fan on. All right. Uh, let's get to the next game here. Do we need no voicemails? Oh, yeah, yeah. My bad, my bad, my bad. Good Lord, what's going on over there? Too much. All right. Wait for you to get back. I don't know what. Okay. We've got some Bama, Bama calls. Yeah. And we're going to play all of them tonight, I think. I think it's worth oh, it. By the way, real quick, while you're setting those up, you know that those are the same refs from the Bama Tennessee game last year. I did not. Fun fact. It was fun. All right. Uh, let's get, get it kicked off here. Uh, James Bobby here. Uh, roll Tide. Uh, fuck these refs. They can suck a dick. And um, Auburn can also suck a dick. Uh, roller coaster of emotions here. I'm I'm happy. She's happy. He's happy. Uh, roll Tide. Goodbye. There you go. There's the first one. Love it. What's up, guys? It's Bama Bo here. Man, I had to step outside for just a minute to get some air after that Bama game. That was. That was one of the most insane things, like, that I've seen in the past 10 years. You know what I'm saying? Um, I just – I'm honestly in just utter shock. I don't even know what to say. I do know that the referee and on both ends were, were fucking miserable. But other than that, I mean, what a game. That was just hard-nosed, hard-fought. and I mean, Auburn really put up a, a damn a fight. But I yeah. just – you know, I didn't know they were going to. But, wow, what an ending. Incredible to see that. The only person who had faith in that far along was my wife. And she was like, maybe he can pull off some two of magic. And lo and behold, that was some two of magic in that left corner. Roll Tide. Crazy, man. This, this game will be talked about forever, feels like. It, it, it like, I told, I told New Alley that this was, this was. Or she loves that reference. Uh, I didn't think about that. Um, uh, Pepper says hello. Um, I, I told Allie that I was like, hey, like, this is, uh, yeah, Bama got lucky. Sure. Okay. Um, th- I, I was like, this is like our kick six. And she was like, it's not. And like, like I think her exact words was like, you can fuck all the way off with that. I was like, I was on thin ice, buddy. I, I'll tell you what, I did not handle it well last night. Oh, man. This is going to shock you, but I didn't handle winning very gracefully. Oh, no. <laughs> after all the alcohol that was consumed. Oh, no. All right, let's get to the next one. Hey, this is Chris, long-time listener, first-time caller. Um, Got to say, big roll tide. Fuck Auburn. Fuck Gary. Um, yeah, I just called the wrong number and left a profane message on some random person's voicemail but roll motherfucking side great job appreciate what y'all doing have a good night can you imagine the person that received that voicemail 
I, hey. I hope it's like that scene from the campaign. Fuck Gary. <laughs> it's, it's like, like you remember that scene from the campaign when uh, Will Ferrell gets drunk and and he like he he makes he calls him he's like, hey Shayna, I'll think about that time we did it in that porta potty. And it's like now we're eating dinner, guys. Let's not let's let the machine get it. And then it's just like him. <laughs> so good. Uh, all right, got some more here. Excuse me, sorry. What? Well, oh, shit, guys, Bama did it somehow. You know. <laughs> Hold on. What was the part of there? Did he? What happened? Did he sneeze part? I don't know. It took him like 10 seconds to get that sneeze out. <laughs> I always hate playing in the Iron Bowl because I feel bad for Auburn. Like, like Auburn's like that sibling in the state that like is like kind of special needs, but is really good with animals. So they're kind of cool. Um, but it's always fun to beat them and beat the refs on both sides of the ball. There was a terrible, a terrible calling tonight. Um, but regardless, it was a fun game to watch, and uh, fuck Tennessee. I guess. Throw that in there. Uh, all right, we've got more Bama. Shockingly. Here we go. Guys, hey, it's your boy Logan. Anyways, you guys know who I root for, obviously, Alabama. Oh, first man. things first. Logan's had some drinks. We looked ahead. That's what I'm going to tell myself. To make no. Myself. You want, you want to say something there? Before no, I... we didn't look ahead. Go Keep playing it. Second thing, second. I hate Jordan Hare. I never want to go back there. I hate watching games when they play there. It doesn't matter whether we go there or anything. Because it's no fun when we play Auburn. But I'm not going to get into that. I'm just going to get into saying thank you to Milrow for delivering to Bond. Isaiah Bond, James Bond, don't matter. By 100. Second thing, second, the snow game. Second thing, I second. I think you said that four it. times. Yeah. But Will Howard throwing his helmet at the end of the game was maybe the highlight of my day. Well, no, the touchdown was obviously the highlight of the day. Anyway, great weekend of football. Hope y'all enjoy it. And hope, hopefully, just hopefully, we get through Atlanta. That's all I'm going to say. Roll Tide. Have a good weekend. All right, a lot of hope there. You know, as you do with your arch rival, with all your national championship hopes on the line, you looked ahead. Yeah, yeah. We we have more Bama. Or do we want to move on? Is there any good ones in there? I'm These are got good. You know what I'm saying? T Huck, Marler, Corbin from Piedmont, Alabama. Man, still trying to process this game from last night. Can't believe what happened. Freaking Auburn being petty as all get out, selling merchandise from 2013 from Kick Six. That's exactly what they get. Y'all just petty, damn college. I just, I just can't believe it. We won. Have the SEC championship next week. Let's go take care of business. Roll damn tide. It was kind of funny that that happened when they were celebrating the 10 years. Yeah, it was. Kick Six. It was. I mean, listen, I know a lot of good Auburn fans. A lot. It it doesn't, like... Yeah, me too. Yeah, but, like, at the same time, I mean, it was... You got, you oh, got your true. ass beat. 
I mean, I know a lot of good Florida fans. I've I've got family, but uh, most of them are terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. I think that that wraps up the Iron Bowl. It was. Yeah. I, 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 let me close it up by saying this. One, we appreciate all the people that called in. That was that was a like. Regardless of what anybody thinks about like Bama fans, because I, I I will say that I've been gloating for 24 hours. That is the most dramatic ending to an Iron Bowl I've ever seen. I, I say what you want to about the fourth overtime and all that kind of stuff, but like, dude, I mean, we had Bryce Young first off, and we were having to score from the two yard line, and they had TJ Finley. Bama had the ball fourth and thirty, fourth and thirty one, and that was just like the the amount of stuff that had to happen to get there was insane, and it was like I there were so many people that compared it to that because it was like, well, you know. It was, but like Bama was down ten to three in that game with a minute and three or minute and seven seconds left. You you had two three and outs in the fourth quarter alone and couldn't stop their run. Couldn't stop their run. It was awesome, man. It was it was it is something that I am very glad to finally have like one game that I can watch for the rest of my life and be like, oh man, that that was awesome. Like that was yeah. awesome. It's definitely gonna be a go to. Uh, speaking of our our co-hosts here having enjoyable evenings um this okay look rodemaker maybe not not the ideal qb uh he started out deer in headlights man and it i we when he gets sacked for a safety and it's 12-0 i'm i'm sitting there thinking this is gonna be an unideal uh back into the season here yeah. <laughs> um and uh, man, I couldn't believe the response that they had, um, you know, getting a touchdown right before the half infuriated. You talk about just refs being incompetent. Did you see the unnecessary roughness in that game that allowed Florida to score? Um, be- because it was third down and we sent a safety blitz and the, and our dude sacked him with his chest. Yeah. Like the most perfect way you could hit a quarterback and gets flagged for un- unnecessary roughness. Gives them the first down. They get, you know, four more downs to try to score in the red zone. Um, and that was pretty much it for them the rest of the night uh, in terms of, of of offense. They go up 12-0. We score right before the half. And um, we come back out, man. And craziest stat I've seen on this. <laughs> this is such a good t- a good tweet. What a day for fans of refs. They were they were everywhere, Tyler. Yep. Um craziest stat from the 558 mark of the third quarter until the end of the game, Florida had more players ejected than they had first downs or total yards. How many? One. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. They had zero first downs and negative eight yards from the 558 mark on. The defensive yeah. line absolutely dominated. Jared Verse sacked the quarterback by throwing the left tackle into him. Yeah, um, it was an it was you know I, what pisses me off is that game's over. It's late, so they cut to the after show, and Heather Denich is already making her case that Florida State didn't look good, so they should be penalized right. for that. And I'm sitting here thinking, okay, do we not? And no offense here, but do we not just watch Bama have to pull off a fourth and thirty-one to beat a six-win team? Do we just not watch? Washington have to kick a field goal at the last second to beat a five-win team. Mm-hmm. I mean, did we not watch Oregon beat Texas Tech by two, three points? Like these things yeah. happen. This is a rivalry game, by the way. Like 
you just get to get got to escape alive. You have a backup quarterback going into a ninety thousand person crowd. Who you have your third string quarterback in the fourth quarter, Tyler? Oh yeah, because and, they, and then you threw him for on the first play of his of him being on offense. You threw the ball. Oh yeah, that's that is Norvell, man. He's got full yeah. confidence in every player on the team. It's crazy. Um, I was even more shocked that Rodmaker came back into the game. Yeah, his <laughs> eyes must have because his eyes came back to his body. And I was like, good lord. So now they we showed, got they showed slow-mo of him getting hit, and his eyes were like, it yeah, like yeah. a fucking homeless dude from uh uh <laughs> what do you call it? Big Daddy or Mr. Deeds, whichever one it was. It was just yeah, like yeah. oh god. Um yeah, it was bad. And so um, but Team's super resilient, man. Um, they are crazy. You know, the only times we've ever beaten um, Clemson and Florida on the road in the same year were 2013. Don't. And 1999. 1999 and 2023. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> Not that I think we're going to win a yeah. national championship with Tate Rodemaker, but no. super proud, man. Florida fan, Florida players. Dude, th- I'll say this about Florida. Like, I think Napier is a good coach play caller but my god i mean how many your players spitting on other players on the field you're double spearing a quarterback that's going to slide you, did you see the clip of eugene wilson where he slapped his coach's hand off of him when he was like trying to calm yeah. him down after a play Dude, like not there's not a good culture there right now there's uh, not a good, there's not a good um I think the football play calling is fine on the offensive yeah. side of the ball. But man, just all the other stuff with Florida, whether it's the, you know, 12 men on the field, 10 men on the field on a kick, like just like all this shit, like yeah. Get it together. And that we we've talked about it. That schedule next year for Florida. Mm-mm. Nope. He ain't, he ain't making it. He ain't making you have a video at your disposal of him running onto the field afterwards and telling the refs to fuck off. Oh, Norvell? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I could find it. Yeah. I haven't seen that in and I will say this. Like we jokingly put it in the in the thing here and I and I like the from Zach Woodhurst with what a day for referee fans. It was so bad. Like I felt like there were so many games that it impacted the outcome. And it's like I, I don't know what you have to do to make make this not a thing, but like it should not have been that big of a deal. This this was more than just fans bitching about close calls like this was like dude what are we doing like 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 i will say this the bama auburn game and and i thought the same for the florida state florida game you should not be watching a game especially a rivalry game with that much on the line i fully understand that like it's a heated rivalry and like tensions run high and all that shit but both referee sets referees especially in the bama auburn game in my opinion lost control of the game they lost complete control of the game and it was so pathetic. Like, dude, I didn't even bring this up, but I'll, I'll say it now to the Bama game. How about how about on – I think it was on the fumbled punt. Our punter, it's this, like, fucking wiry Australian kid. <laughs> yeah, It's, like, destroyed in front of the ref, and the ref, like, picks up the – goes, get out, come on, come on. I was like, dude. Oh, you guys can't be roughhousing around here. Yeah, <laughs> don't break your grandma's china. Like, it just – it was fucking ridiculous. Uh, so Florida goes five and seven on the year. Won't make a bull. Tough shame there. Uh, we do have some calls from this game. Hey guys, it's the Florida resident at the end of the game. Hamilton season. Uh, the only thing I can say is 
Congrats, Tyler, on the win. Good teams find ways to win. Bad teams find ways to lose. And we've seen it right here on this play tonight. Puckett was doing the offseason. At least our basketball team is doing okay. So, whatever. Uh, yeah. yeah, whatever. Y'all have a good one, man. Hey. I do, you know, I hate Florida and the, some of the shit that the fraternities were hanging up on banners about Jordan Travis really pissed me off. What they say? Oh, they were like, uh, we're going to, it was like, we're, we're going to break uh, Florida State's like hopes. Like we, like Jordan Travis broke his leg and then there was a picture of Jordan Travis hanging from something and it was like, fuck FSU. And there was one that was like. I don't know, like, hey, hey, the not, whole, it was I'll all about like, him snapping his leg. I'm like, what, what, why? The whole, uh, no, and th- that kind of stuff goes way too far. And I think, it, I, I think that that, I'm not trying to sound dramatic. I'm just being honest. All that stuff stopped being funny to me the moment, like, I became just good friends with Kristen because the amount of shit that gets said in yeah. there, um, I, you know, I just, I, like, it, I, I hate it. But, like, I know I was in college too, and I said some like pretty horrific stuff at times to people and and all that. But it just it just is like I I, ugh, I don't like it. Yeah, it's just icky. Yeah. Um. All right. Where should we go next? Yeah. Okay. Um, also, what Robert Schaff book said. Like, let's let's yeah. stop. Let's stop. Whatever it is, signs are fine. But if you find yourself hanging anything in effigy, yeah. Well, let's right. start with rule number one. Don't do it. Rule number two, if you can't spell effigy, which I'm assuming most of these people can't because I can't, and I was the second runner-up in the eighth grade spelling bee, so I'm clearly good at it. Like, yeah. three, yeah, don't do it. Um, why, you know, listen, Robert said something. Why don't, we go, why don't we start working our way back? Let's go to Thursday. Ole Miss, Mississippi State, tremendous Egg Bowl. Um, I brought the, brought the four-wheeler onto the field. This time, brought the four wheeler onto the field. There's just, there's like, first off, we didn't even talk about Thanksgiving. How was your Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving was great, man. Had a great time with the kids. Yeah. Um, stuffed my face. It was, we did it on Friday, which was actually nice. Yeah. Just because, you know, you got to do my, my sister and her husband did their thing with his family on Thanksgiving. So they came here, you know, whatever. but uh, it was great. I actually liked doing it on Friday. Uh, did, have you ever done DraftKings? Well, I, I, they're not sponsored, probably, so maybe they're I should not. talk about it. But, uh, <laughs> there is a certain uh, daily fantasy sports app out there that I, yeah. my brother-in-law were doing for the Dolphins game that you can draft a new team every quarter. That's insane. And uh, we won 300 bucks, so that was cool. Yeah. Um, all right. My favorite part is Thanksgiving. I made, a, I made a turkey. It looked good, by the way. It did. It tasted good. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I was. You know, my favorite part about slaving over that that turkey all day in that hot stove. Okay, you know what it was? It was when I made green bean casserole from scratch, stuffing some potatoes. I actually I left in the the oven. I forgot them there, and the turkey. And then my drunk ass girlfriend showed up from her flight, hammered, and was like, "Can we go to McDonald's?" And I was like, "Absolutely, whatever you want." So I just had this massive turkey. I tell you what, making a turkey is not difficult, Tyler. Carving a turkey is damn near fucking impossible. Yeah, that was not yeah. fun. Um, yeah. But the egg bowl, 
the egg bowl is awesome every year. My fa- one of my favorite things, honestly, like not not even just saying this, like because it's cliche, but pumpkin, not pe- uh, pecan pie in the egg bowl just remains undefeated. So got to do that. Um, watch watch most of it. It was a pretty. I mean, like it kind of played out exactly how I thought it was. Almost scored first. Almost won the second half. Almost covered the spread. Um, thought it took a lot of fight out of Mississippi State. Uh, that's just a team I think that was just like so disjointed from so many different injuries and. Yeah. different things going on and you know maybe maybe it is like will rogers entering the transfer portal right afterwards is surprising to say the least um but here's the thing i will say Ole miss which is where we should have to focus on we kind of mentioned before the game started if you told an old miss fan that you're going to win 10 games and your only losses are going to be to bama and georgia i don't think anyone would believe you i think i think i think this is correct it's only the second time in Program history, they got 10 wins in the regular season. It's just an incredible job. Like, an incredible job of Lane, uh, especially with a new coordinator on D.C., Jackson Dart. Now he's also coming back for a third year. Really, really impressed with what they're able to do, especially in, like, you know, on the road and all that kind of stuff. Thought it was a great way to cap the season. It was awesome. Yeah, when we told you big stat before the game, a lot of people think, at least I, I feel like a lot of people look at this rivalry and they think, man, it's like crazy scoring and all that. Yeah. Under eight and two in the last ten, now nine and two in the last eleven. Yeah, uh, Missouri, Arkansas, little fighty fight, huh? Arkansas got their ass kicked. Yeah. How about oh, Mizzou with a ten win season? Really good season for Mizzou. Uh, I had thirty five fourteen in this game, and it was forty eight to fourteen. So, really impressive performance again cody schrader dude i mean how many times are we gonna say his name 27 attempts for 217 yards bro he had 192 yards in the first half unbelievable <laughs> do you know that he played division two football i didn't you know he's a division two running back i didn't they were talked about it they were they were talking they were saying on the message boards no it was a tremendous win from mizzou tremendous win from mizzou Robert's here, so we kind of have to talk about the other game. Okay. Iowa, Nebraska. Oh, God. Do we have to? Yes. Because it hit the under. It hit. It's their it seventh straight game that hit the under. And the the total was 24 and a half? It got down to 24 and a half, Tyler. I, I said this. I was like, listen, if you're a good gambler, which I'm not claiming to be, if you're a good gambler. Also, I went 14 and five in my picks. So you're 14 and five, Tyler. At one point, I was 14 and one. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Um, so I, I was watching this game, and I'll admit it was the first time that I had like watched them like ex- like in extended fashion from from Iowa, and I'm so glad that it was because they are they are tough to watch. They are tough to watch. Yeah, because it was like watching like high school girls basketball. It is like it is so bad. It is so bad. So so Iowa, Iowa is playing Nebraska. They're an underdog at at nine and two. Like it's five and six Nebraska. And the the like I said, the over under gets down to twenty four. They're they're I like I like their quarterback because he looks just like me. He's Does fat. He? He's 6'3", 260. Well, you're not 6'3". We're almost the exact same weight. 
Like he is, he is 260 and he's like, he, he has like a squatted down Ben Roth. Like if you, if you just mush down Ben Roethlisberger and none of the muscles stayed, it just got even mushier. Like he's got that whole, he's got that whole saggy butt thing. Saggy okay. britches. Okay. Um, but yeah, so then like, I just remember watching this game and it was tied like 10-10 and they threw an interception. In a pretty key spot, they couldn't throw an interception in. And they did. They found a way. And I was sitting there watching it and I was like, I went to the other room for something. And by the time I came back, Nebraska had lost. <laughs> and I wasn't gone for long. <laughs> 30 seconds at most, probably. <laughs> at most. Uh, it was just wild. Yeah. Shout out to Iowa, man. 10 and 2 going up against Michigan for the Big Ten championship. Yeah. I think I you want to talk about America's team. I think Iowa might be America's team this week. Yeah, I can see that. How much would you I, yeah. love Michigan losing? Like just even if you did no, cheating scandal aside. Oh, it'd be, huge. be great for Bama. It'd be huge. I yeah, we'll we'll start talking a little bit more about about playoff scenarios this week. If you you want to do the do a, the live reaction with me on Tuesday? Because Connor's out. If I, I'll check my schedule, but if I'm free, uh, yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, all right. What other games do we have here? Let's let's kind of go through here. So this is Friday night. Let's do this one real quick. Ended up yeah. not being a very good game. I kind of thought, oh, oh, real quick. What I was going to say, if you're a good better, you don't want to tease stuff a lot. Yeah. But Iowa, the under was at 24, which means you could have theoretically, and I did, tease three games by 10 points. So I I went oh like I went heavy. And, like, OU was a nine and a half point favorite. So the total was fifteen and a half. Fourteen and a half. Fourteen and a half. Yeah, twenty. I got I got a I got a teaser with OU to win Nebraska. Iowa to not lose by more than twelve and a half, which they were almost not twelve and a half points scored, and then the over at fourteen and a half. <laughs> That's, That's easy money, baby. Yeah. Um. This game. You know, like I said, kind of disappointed the way it ended for Oregon State. I thought it would be a much, much closer um, game. Now that we found out that the coach was halfway out. Yeah. But it, it's still – Oregon is one of the most impressive teams in the country right now. They are. It's it's hard to it's yeah. hard to look at them and wonder if they're like, all right, are they really, really this good? Peppers says hello. Are they really – Did the Pac-12 championship game yet? It's only eight and a half. Wait, it's Oregon's favored. Nine and a half now. Oregon's favored? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Vegas is very high on Oregon with good reasons. Yes. Yeah. No, they're really good. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so Oregon, I I think Knicks who, – who's going to win the Heisman? Knicks. Knicks or – yeah, I think so too. It should be we – should, we should move right along and then go to – Oh, don't need to go to that game. Um, like – yeah, this is an 11 a.m. kick local time. I know Krista said she she saw it was one of the better parts because of the day because it was it, they got out of the way early. Um, kind it didn't play out exactly how I thought it would. In the end, all the things I thought were going to happen did, but not in the same way that I thought was going to happen. Like they covered the spread, they covered the second half spread. Jaden Daniels got over four touchdowns. You by the way, you could have gotten Jaden Daniels um, over his total for touchdowns was two and a half, which was free money. Um, like. They, you know, but yeah, a third string quarterback for AM should have never been this close, and it was because that LSU defense is so bad. 
A&M did something that was very frustrating, I think, to everybody in America to watch. And you have to tip your cap to the coach because it was a good coaching decision. But they just took the ball out of Jaden Daniels' hands. Like, that's all they did. They were, yeah. they were going on seven and eight and nine-minute drives. They had like a 17-play, nine-minute drive to start the second half, and it was like, this, see, just I hated that. Your running clock is crazy. Like, I'll go back to the four to four state game. Four state yeah. ran three plays in the first quarter. They went three and out, and that was the only possession. How? That's how long Florida held the ball. They did the same thing. They were just like, we're gonna keep, we're just gonna keep the ball as long as we can and short yeah. the game. Which is kind of what you should do every <laughs> every time. If you're the underdog, it's smart. Yeah. Um, but no, like I said, like I thought, I, I think. Krista, and you can back me up on this, or you can you can correct me if you think I'm wrong. Um, I was confused at the end, and it all played out fine. But I was wondering what Brian Kelly was going to do because I thought he was going to get Jane Daniels his, his. I thought he was going to give him the 50 touchdowns no matter what, and he did. Um, and they got the ball with like a minute and a half to go with the opportunity to kneel it, and I wondered if they were going to get him another touchdown and put the game like even more on ice. And pad or stat or what pad? Yeah, pad stats. Or if they were going to take him off the field and give him a standing ovation, and they left him on the field, and you know, I think it's still like he he got his flowers and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's I feel like I feel like I'm being biased, and I and I feel like I wouldn't be super mad either way. They're showing Joey Bosa right now in his game. He's like. In street clothes, and he's just eating a bowl of focus. cereal. Yeah. Focus, no. boy, focus. Um, anyway, I, I, I feel like I'm being biased when I say this, but I, but I also kind of don't. Like, I, I'd be fine if Bo Nix won it. I would. But I feel like Jaden Daniels deserves the Heisman. Yeah, I, I do Same too. Yardage. I, my vote. And I think now that we're established members of the media, we should at least get a vote each, or at least one for the podcast. Connor's got one. Connor has one? Connor's got a Heisman vote. All right, we need to get, we need to get a Heisman vote. We need I, the people I, to help us get a Heisman vote. I have them for like half the awards. You do? Yeah. All right, this is bullshit. I need one. I got Lombardi. I got Doke, All-American team. I get uh, Ray Guy, Lou Groza. That's five. I'm missing one. I think Ronnie Lott, I think I get. So, so let's get an update. You've been breaking down the Groza tape. Who do you like? <laughs> there was one year. I'll just. I'll be very honest with you guys about this. There was one year. Don't don't admit this because they're going to take your vote away. Let's go. They're not going to watch this. 2020, I I stayed up way too late and I took way too much of my medicine. I was like, I'm going to take this so seriously. I'm going to take this so seriously. Grinding your teeth. And um, I did. Hurting when you woke up. It was so bad. (laughs) Just like, just all Adderall out. And and like, I was like, I remember remember I, I finished my voting and I took it so seriously, Tyler. And I remember I voted for Josh Job to be a first round or for a first team All American over Pat Sertan, and I was like trying to actually defend it. And someone was like, "You sound like a fucking idiot." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, that's dumb." Mm. So yeah. anyway, uh, another twelve p.m. game Eastern time. Uh, Kentucky thirty-eight, Louisville thirty-one. Look at that, man! Uh, I know you called Kentucky winning. Yeah, um, I thought Louisville would have some a little bit something more. Even Same. if thirty-eight Kentucky is a is a little bit frightening for them, I would say. Um, 
I said, you know, Brom came out before the game, said it's the most important game the rest of the season. I thought they would be real locked in for it. And I'm not saying they weren't, but damn, 38 to Kentucky. They were at home. Yeah. Dude, did you watch this game at all? Bits and pieces. Yeah, it was wild towards the end. I mean, it was crazy. They were back and forth. Pull up, pull up my Twitter and just search Devin Leary real quick. This is one of the wildest decisions I have ever seen made on a football field in my entire life. And it sums up his entire season, I think, perfectly because it's so bad. If you're watching this game, now what I did was I had it pulled out, um, like where I had like the four different screens or whatever. And, uh, ooh, Jay says he knows Louisville fans that thought this game and Travis Hunter, Jordan, Jordan Travis could uh, both win the playoff. No, like this whole situation – you're at home. You have a chance to go 11 wins in your first season and it also beat your rival. And you were winning. You were winning. Kentucky did everything in their power to give this game away. I had this game up, LSU, uh, A&M, Michigan, Ohio State, and something else, some other garbage game. I think it was like Penn State and Michigan State or some shit. And I remember at some point I look in the bottom left screen and Kentucky has just got a massive stop on fourth and one with less than five minutes to go, and and they're up seven on their arch rival with a chance to ice the game. Do you have the video? I had it on my phone. Do you want? Well, are we allowed to play it on here? Yeah, play it. Okay, well I gotta find it on the internet now. I was telling you to do that the whole time. Okay. One of the worst interceptions I've ever seen in my life, hands down. It it was on an out route. It was on a nothing route, Tyler. He was being tackled 30 yards behind the line of scrimmage. Not 30 yards, you know what I mean. All right. Let me see if I can find it. God, you tweet a lot. Just search search Devin Leary. (laughs) How are you so bad at this? Not a social media guy, dude. I gave you the exact instructions over a minute and a half ago. Well, I did that on my phone. Where we're not broadcasting from? I didn't know you wanted me to show on the screen, Chris. The moment's passed. The moment's passed. All right. Yeah. Don't you worry. Finish the show yourself. Do everything myself. It's fine. All right. Here we go. Drops back. Oh. Third and nine. Oh. Oh. Oh, that's tough. <laughs> what is he doing? Yeah, you're going to want to not try to make that throw there to the three DBs that are standing there waiting for you to do it. I was in shock. I was like, and then, of course, Louisville ties it up. Louisville actually tied it up, I think, on like a fourth and 19 or something like that. But credit to Kentucky, huge win. Yeah. Uh, exactly what I said was going to happen. I was kind of shocked that it played out the way it did. But, but now the vibes are kind of weird. Huh? Now the vibes are kind of weird. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah they have to be. Mark Stoops, so he's always good for one of these. He's always good for one of these. Um, I don't really want to talk about this game because I didn't watch oh, it. No, we don't have to talk about that game. Okay, let's let's get to this. Oh, do we have to talk about this game? <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Seven. I made a very bad mistake <laughs> on Wednesday, and I said, and I and I was even surprised it came out of my mouth because I I am, you know, I like to identify as a lib. And gender identity. Um, I'm not going to get into that because I'm not going You guys know what I'm saying. I'm not like a super guy like, well, oh, it's macho, blah, blah. But for some reason, I did say Clemson wasn't man enough 
to win this game. And I don't know why. And we mm. even said it on the show. I was like, I don't know why I said that. And Tyler was like, yeah, I don't know why you said that either. And I was like, I just was saying stuff. Like, I got all caught up in the moment. I just like, I just, like, I just started saying shit. And by the time it went out, it was like Clemson fans everywhere. And I, and I was so, I, today I was like at the grocery store and I was so confused. I was like, why is every Clemson fan mad at me? But specifically like emasculating me and like, than like than anything else. Like this fucking soy boy beta cuck. Like I was like, what is like that is the weirdest behavior? And then I realized I deserved all of it because I was like, they're not mad enough to win this game. And so I got put in this group chat that I had left after the Bama Texas game. I get put in this group chat by a Clemson fan. I was like, I already know where this is going. Mm. And so then I'm like being defensive about it first. And I go, hey listen, I get paid to talk. I, I just I was saying a bunch of stuff last week. Okay. Also, yeah. like the internet was so spotty, I can't even believe anyone even caught the audio. And of right. course they did. Clemson fans like coming after me nonstop. So like as soon as the game ended, I was like, oh, I have to deal with this. So I like I was like, hey, like somebody's like, is Vern Funquist man enough to admit he was wrong? So I quote tweeted it and I was like, I was wrong about Clemson. I was way off. This will shock you, Tyler. That wasn't good enough for Clemson fans. No. At, at all. <laughs> You need to Maddie. get down on your knees and tell us. <laughs> they were like, they were like, uh, there were so many comments that, that were made under it. They were like, nope, can already tell you right now the answer to that. Nope. And then somebody else made a comment like, once he gets his head out of his boyfriend's lap, like, then he probably will. And it was like, dot, dot, dot. And then it was like, from sucking his dick. And I was like, no, we got it. No, no, we we definitely got it. We we all have your head, guy. Huh? Let's take a little nappy nap on his lap here. Uh, yeah. I mean, when you hold a team to 169 total yards, very Dude, at nice. one point, at one point they had they had like one total yard. I was told like halfway through the first quarter to the fourth quarter. Not great, Bob. No, really bad. Really bad. Uh, this was a shocking game here. Georgia, Georgia Tech, 31-23. There is some potential that Georgia did not take it seriously enough. Mm. I will grant you that. I love that we start there. I love that we start there. Yeah? You let's, disagree. Let's make sure that we don't give Georgia Tech any credit. For sure. Go ahead, okay. Tyler. Go ahead. Yeah. I'd say that there's there was a... Given the recent history of the rivalry, mm-hmm. I think there's a fair assumption to be made that Georgia may have overlooked this game more than they should have. Mm-hmm. And that probably went into this game being closer than it should have been. Not yeah, the only resting some starters at points during the game. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Gotta get Georgia Tech's been a really good team this year. They made they made a bowl. Um, they're six and six, which is much better than they've been recently. I mean, I'll be totally frank. For most of this game, I didn't, I wasn't locked into it because Florida State was playing during the same time. But I did catch the end when it was 31 23 and Tech had a chance. But this was probably the most shocking game of the weekend, to be honest. Maybe. Yeah. What were your thoughts? I mean, did you? I mean, you were a 24 and a half point favorite. Yeah. You're a 24 and a half point favorite. You waltzed into, like, I, I don't think Kirby overlooks anybody at all. 
I will absolutely tell you that every single fan will say some shit about how we don't even take tech. Tech's not even a rival. Like they're a bunch of nerds. Fuck tech. Blah, 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 all that shit. Well, I'll tell you what, like you guys might not want to admit it, but especially in the K in the, in the day of the transfer portal, if you don't think that young black elite recruits would like to go to Georgia tech, get a degree, play a high level of football, play for someone like Brent Key, who is very well liked, not just with coaches, but also with recruits. It's very clear. Like mm-hmm. you're, I don't, I don't know how to tell you this, but history does have a, a chance and, and, a, and, a, and a pattern of repeating itself. And those teams in the late nineties and early two thousands, like that Georgia has dominated Georgia tech for most of my life. They've dominated them especially in Bobby Dodd over the last 22 years. And I, and I fully tip my cap to, to George on that, but like to it as well. Huh? This, this comment here, Georgia versus unranked opponents this year, never really looked that great. And then when they had to get up for a game, they were dominant. Sick dude. Sick. That's true. Also, Michael Kelly, I love you to death, but you don't get to say this when George Pickens played football at your school for three straight years. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, it is hard to get kids into school at some places. Some well, people take that seriously. Some people about get George Pickens. Notre Dame. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I think that like, I think that it was, I was very impressed with tech. I never thought they were going to win that game. I thought it was very weird that Brent key, didn't go for it on fourth down and try to kick a field goal to go down 14, 10, I think it was, or, th- or something like that early on, or, or maybe it was like, maybe it was up 10, 7, I don't remember, but like, I thought that was kind of interesting, but what it did tell me from his standpoint is he made that decision because he didn't think that they were going to necessarily be in a dog fight. Like he, he I think he kind of liked their chances, but here's the thing. I don't disagree with what you're saying about the whole thing about how, when they when they show up, this they could have put their foot on this this team's throat and put their foot on the gas and, and never looked back. They ran the ball at will when they wanted to. They had a bunch of offensive starters out. And the most impressive part, like I'll, I'll break you down and build you up if you're a Georgia fan. I don't care about any of that shit because they were never going to lose this game. They were never going to lose this game. They could have started Brock Vandergriff the entire time. They were never going to lose this game. You just finished the third straight year. Third straight. Undefeated. Yeah. You went 12 over three straight years in this this day and age of college football. That is one of the most impressive things in the SEC. Yeah. With Nick Saban. Like I that is that's crazy. Yeah, no. I mean, it's impressive, and they've kind of reached this point where people just kind of take it for granted now. I feel like it's just like kind of what Bama got to that point as well. It's just like, oh yeah, of course they won. I mean, but it's Extremely hard to win every single game in a season. Yeah. You take into account injuries that happen, mm-hmm. off weeks. I mean, to go undefeated in the regular season three straight years is pretty incredible. I think I think one of the things that's been most impressive to watch with Georgia's rise to dominance and, and become the most powerful program and, and best program in the country is how quickly the narrative of, of rival fans came from being, oh, well – Kirby can't ever win the big one. Kirby can only recruit. Kirby doesn't develop talent. And that turned almost immediately, almost overnight to, 
Yeah, well, they're only winning because he's got so many good recruits. They're only winning because they're they're like basically because they're better than everyone else. Like it's like it's like they're of course you guys won. You have the most talented team. Blah, blah, blah. Like the 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 lazy narratives against that school change so quickly in favor of Georgia. That's what's most impressive in favor of this program, what they're doing. I thought it was awesome. Let's finish this up because I got a date. Uh, by the way, Bruce Feldman just tweeted out that Bama OC Tommy Reese is a candidate for the Indiana job. No, 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 no. The, you know, what, you know what's really funny is that this is real. A big wild card candidate who has support with IU folks is John Gruden. Groomers, hey, baby. We are back with some groomers. What? How good my shoulders look right now. They look good, is that what you said? Yeah. Look. Did I tell you about my, my weight my weight lifting journey? No, but let's finish this. No, no, hold on. I gotta tell you this. This is important for our, our entire audience too. I decided I was like, you know what? I am gonna start lifting weights again and get my ass back in shape. So I was like been like putting this off, putting this off. Um I got rid of those like bow flex, you know those bow flex weights so you can like turn the knobs on and they they weigh a certain amount. Yeah. Okay, I got those in the breakup, and then I and then I sold them like an idiot. So I was like, I'm gonna go ahead and get myself some new ones. I'm I'm gonna finally pull the trigger. They're super expensive, but Target has a sale for like $230. My first mistake was thinking that Target was having a sale on anything. So I go up to Target with my buddy George. I go get this fucking giant box of a Bowflex. Tyler, it's just one dumbbell. I just got the one. So now I've just been just been lifting weight singular, just the one. How many pounds is it? It goes from five to fifty-two and a half. Hell yeah. I know you're pushing those 52s. I don't know why you're saying like that. I'm, I'm trying my best, so fuck off. Let's call it <laughs> the final game. <laughs> Michigan and Ohio State. Uh, pretty good ending there, I would say. It was mostly boring, I thought, for the first two quarters. But yeah, uh, clearly a defensive battle. We both thought Ohio State would win. And they had a chance to. And they actually outgained Michigan uh, 378 to 338. Yeah. But ultimately, Kyle McCord throws the pick at the end there. Um, I still don't know what to think about Michigan. I mean, they're clearly a really good team. Don't get me wrong. But what do you mean? What do you mean? I just don't know what to think about them. Like this is, I feel like this was their first test, and they they passed it, which is good. But I I don't know. Okay, I'm gonna go off on this real quick. Yeah. Here's the thing. I've hated Michigan all year. I think they cheated. I think they have played a weak schedule for most of the year until the last three weeks. I think they have gotten away with some of the most ignorant talk about a program. And in my opinion, somewhat of a cover up that like we've seen in, in recent history from a major blue blood program. It went from being like that. Everyone's out to get us. They're saying all this because they're mad. They're jealous. Ryan Day's the one that leaked all this and blah, blah, blah. Everyone does it to be in like, you know, the world's against us and ball, like everyone's against Michigan. Well, you cheated. You cheated blatantly and you did it over and over and over again. And you did it against pretty much an inferior slate of opponents for two to three years. But here's the thing we all have to understand now at this point. They just went out. They beat Penn State. Then they beat Ohio State. They did it in the last two, three weeks. They've played half the season without a head coach. That like we can say all the stuff that happened is, and that's all fair and true. But now the season's over, they're 12 and 0, and you have to tip your cap to Michigan. And there's nothing left on the slate for us to be like, well, when this happens, though, 
then we can start taking them seriously. No, like they are a good football team and they, they always were, which is also part of the reason why it was so fucking confusing that they were cheating the whole time. But like hats off to Michigan. They, they did things in that game when they needed it most converting fourth and ones, they were able to play power football. But again, you played in a power five conference at an elite level. You had one of the best like margins of victory against power five opponents. And in, in, in the season, We've seen the last 20 or 30 years. You did an incredible job and you did you didn't where your coach was absent for half the game or half the seasons. So I just I just thought it was I I will stop talking shit about Michigan until they lose by 20 in the playoff, like they always do. Uh lastly, your top five. Top five, Georgia, Michigan, Oregon. Texas. Okay. Alabama. Okay. All right. Good for you. I'm just saying. I'm going to go to Georgia, mm-hmm. Michigan, Oregon. Are we Florida State based on resume? But I actually think that they would lose to both Texas and Bama. And they would. That's why you think that. Uh, and five. Because of the backup quarterback situation, by the way. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and five, I will go with Texas. Okay. All right. That's going to be the show. Appreciate everyone listening in tonight live in the YouTube and the Facebook. Really appreciate you guys doing that. It's always fun to interact with you yeah. guys. More of you that listen to the pod should do it. 8 p.m. Eastern time every Sunday night on the Saturday Down South, Saturday Down South YouTube page. Also, thank you for those that called in. I just realized that we didn't play any of the rest of the voicemails for any of the games, which is good. So call the hotline, 770-674-8233. We will play the best voicemails that we get. And we are getting a lot of them. We're actually having to make choices now instead of just playing everyone we get because there's only only like four. Uh, So we appreciate that as well. More and more of you calling in, getting new callers every week. Uh, Don't forget to check out all of the videos and clips from the show on social media at sat down south on twitter at saturday down south on instagram and tiktok and saturday down south on youtube for chris on tyler hey it was a great regular season i'm sad to see it go we we enter into conference championship week for those of you that your season is over florida i'm sorry (laughs) good night everyone hold on hold on i gotta tell you one more thing 